and welcome back to 88.9 The Bridge. I am Ajay Manhas. Today I'm here with the head football coach of our Mercer Islanders, Coach DJ Mims. In his playing days, he played varsity football for Franklin Pierce High School in Tacoma. Then he played college ball, playing wide receiver for Malone University in Canton, Ohio. And before coming to MI, he was the head coach for Life Christian Academy in Tacoma, where he won the league championship in 2021, and DJ won Coach of the Year. So, Coach Mims, what was a crucial lesson you learned in your playing career that you use in your own coaching? Lessons I learned as a player definitely helped me as a coach. Just experience playing the position. I played for some very good coaches that I learned a lot from. And then, you know, I kind of understood, like, some of the things that my coach harped on me about, I started seeing in my own coaching career, being on the flip side of things. So, yeah, so like I said, I just had some really good mentors, learned how to be a part of a, a successful program in high school. My school was third in the state. We lost the Skyline in the Tacoma Dome in the semifinals. So I played for kind of a premier high school at the time and then got to obviously further my playing career in college. I played in Canton, Ohio, and Canton is like football heaven. It's like basically where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. And so I played in an NFL stadium. That's where my college practiced and played their game. So it was a good experience out there. I learned a lot. I had a really good receiver coach, kind of just you know, maybe wanted to get, get into coaching. Yeah. I was done playing, so I wanted to transition into something, yeah. but stay with the game. So so your previous job was uh, you were a coach of a small private school in Tacoma, uh, Life Christian Academy, and you had obvious success there last year, and it's kind of what helped you get the job this year. So yeah. what, what factors do you think led to your success when you were head coach? Prior to me being the head coach at Life Christian Academy, I coached eight years of varsity in Tacoma at Foss High School and obviously my alma mater, Franklin Pierce High School. And then I got to kind of see, like, you know, how these coaches ran their programs. And then I got to take bits and pieces from them that I would implement myself. And then also some things I would do differently, um, some things that I would implement that are just what I believe in, what I be to, believe to be true in, 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 you know, my own, you know, process and culture and foundation that I want to build. So I had, you know, a lot of success. Life Christian was looking for a coach to kind of jumpstart their program. They haven't had a lot of success before I got there. I brought an amazing staff on, had some really, really good football players. I had some four four-star players that have a bunch of Division One offers. So it's always good when you have talent. It makes things easier. And so we just ha- had a very successful season. Like I said, I, uh, we won a league championship, first time in school history, which was big for the school. We started getting support, and, you know, I won Coach of the Year, which was great. But really it was just more so the staff that I put together, man. I had a really good group of people around me, and, you know, you're only successful as a head coach by what, what the staff you bring on. It's very yeah, important that, that you bring in good people that you trust good people that can be around kids and it can take some pressure off you so it was very successful there thankful for my time but you know I wanted an, another challenge so making the jump from a 1A school to a 3A school was pretty big I'm not from Mercer Island I, I'd never been here before I took the job so I found it interesting it was a new kind of area yeah actually sure, in general just like football question real quick as a wide receiver you're probably an offensive guy yeah do you hire like an OC or do you call the your own plays for the team so actually I have two OCs so I have a passing game coordinator, which is somebody that's calling the pass plays, who's my quarterback coach. And then I have a run game coordinator who manages my offensive line and my running backs. So they're kind of joint in on that. It's my decision if we want to pass or run some of the times, but I mainly kind of just oversee everything. But I am an offensive-minded coach, and it is very hard for me to take a step back and not call plays, but I like giving my other coaches opportunities. That makes sense. All right, now I want to transition talking more about just Mercer Island football. So before the season, when you came in, obviously we were all super excited because before, I don't want to be critical of the past head coaches, but they kind of seemed like, seemed like just like dads of, of former Mercer Island players. They didn't seem like serious coaches. Yeah. And when you came in, that was a big deal for us because you're an actual football guy, and that was a big deal for us. Mm-hmm. And all the players were hyping us up this season. But we ended the season with 0-10. Obviously, that was 
very disappointing for all of us. Injuries, obviously, it's tough. But what, what factors do you think led to this 0-10 season? Was it just being new to Mercer Island? Like, from your perspective, what do you think went wrong? I would say it was a, it's a few things. I'm not one guy to make excuses. I'm more so about solutions. But um, there's factuals factual things in there that played a part and a little bit of is a little bit of it is change of culture holding these kids accountable pushing them like they've never been pushed before coaching them as hard as they've ever coached before conditioning them as hard as they've ever been conditioned before and so sometimes you know you don't get the the right response right away sometimes these kids have to get used to the coaches and how it's going to be and and what the ground rules are and then on the flip side of that it's a new system I mean, offense, defense, everything schematically. Our playbook is very, very extensive, and that's why we print it out. We put it in a binder and we hand it out so these kids can study it because it's it's very, very college-like. And so we want them to kind of be successful on the field. And it was very hard because what they ran last year was more slim, simplistic stuff versus what we're running now, which is more complicated. And so I say after the first few games, we learned to kind of dial back a little bit and make it more simple. And I think we started finding success. And then, you know, we just got hit with the injuries. And so that's one thing we're looking at this year is trying to find out what our injury prevention looks like, what our strength and conditioning looks like, because we ended the year with torn ACL from one of our senior captains, Davis Johnson, which was the first game of the season. Quarterback obviously got hurt like week four or five with a torn MCL. And then another starting receiver with an MCL, and then it just started piling on and yeah. piling on. And so, yeah, our wide receivers were just taking hits, like Elon, yeah. Davis, yeah. the big guys for the team. Yeah, so, and, and you know, the thing about it is we're, well, a lot of people don't understand we had a very small senior class too. So, I mean, I look at it, people probably don't know, but Seattle Prep, we were at halftime, it was 14-7. They're a 3 a playoff team. Redmond, uh, they're a solid 4A team. It was 8-6 to at halftime. Hazen, we were up 10-7 to at halftime. Newport, we were up 10-7 to at halftime. Lake Washington, homecoming, it was tied 14-14. So we feel like we were in a lot of games. We just have to play four quarters of football. You know, the yeah, game is, is not won and lost in one or two quarters. We have to make adjustments as coaches, and we have to execute as a football program. And I think we'll be able to turn the corner next year. So I have a pretty extensive offseason program coming on. Um, I got to see what it was like when I first got the job, and it was very difficult because – I was trying to implement what a spring ball looks like, and then I had kids saying, oh, I got to study for finals, I got tutoring, I got lacrosse, and I got club baseball, and there were so much other factors where it was kind of hurting our attendance. So this year I'm going to push our spring ball back so after school's out, maybe not go five days a week in the spring, maybe like two or three days so these kids can play their other sports as well. We're just going to try to hammer out in the, what our weight room looks like, and so we'll be lifting at 6 a.m. in January to start. So You kind of banged on my next question here when I was going to say, how are you going to take a different approach? I, I kind of like that new approach, kind of adjusting to what you saw the players are struggling with last year. In June, with the MI Reporter, you said, quote, I don't like losing in our super competitive. So as a super competitive guy, how do you kind of put this season in rear mirror? Because obviously you never want to go 0-10 again. This is the most I've ever lost as a coach. So it, it was rough. And, you know, you find out who you really are when adversity hits. You find out who's really with you staff-wise when adversity hits. You find out who are the players you can lean on when adversity hits. So we got to find out a lot about our kids this year. Obviously, like 0-10 isn't the goal at all. I think, like I said, with what we have coming back next year, which is majority of our team, other Kinko teams are losing in terms of graduating seniors. I really have a lot of optimism next year. We're, we're looking at playoffs, and, and that's a goal that we all have, but it starts in the off season. Games are won and lost in the spring and not in the fall. So just like in any sport, in, in basketball, soccer, or 
lacrosse, how these kids are playing club year-round and, and staying within the sport so they're good when the high school season comes. It's kind of like that same thing for football. So there's club you know, places around, you know, Mercer Island that these kids can go train at. They can get position-specific training, wide receiver training, DB training. And so they got to take football serious outside the season. It takes to be a good football program. That's where we're trying to uh, communicate to our parents. You know, hopefully we can turn the corner. I'm very excited. I have to make some moves, shift some coaches around. I have to add some coaches. You know, we might change up our uniforms. We might get some new stuff. We're, we're trying to create some excitement. We make some, some pretty cool highlight videos on social media that we get out. It's growing. Rome wasn't built in a day. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, I'm committed to it. I'm a grinder. I'm a guy that's going to show up, you know, 5, 6 a.m. and be the last guy out the door at 8, 9 p.m. at night. And that's just how I am. And that's why our program is, is going to be able to take the next step because we got good good staff, good coaches that are committed. So I'm speaking with DJ Mims here on 88.9 The Bridge. My last question for you is that I'm sure you've noticed that in general, Mercer Island is an elite athletic school as we won four state championships last spring, and most of our sporting teams are at the top of the Kinko standings, including my tennis team. So why do you think our football team has historically not kept up with the success of the rest of the sports on Mercer Island? One thing I, when I got here I noticed is there's parents concerned about the safety of their kids playing the game of football because it's a violent sport. And obviously concussions and, and long-term knee injuries or shoulder injuries are that be the reason they don't want to play pretty much is is you know they don't want their kid experiencing those type of injuries so that's that's the one that's the first thing so we're trying to find out ways to combat that and let them know that we're trying to keep their kids safe we bought these guardian caps for practice that go over their helmets to limit concussions and then i would say the next thing too is is lacrosse is such a big thing here and all these other sports are such a big thing here and it's just getting people to believe and be interested in playing football again and so that kind of helps because i work in the building so i'm trying to interact with different kids um, recruit some new kids out so they can help us out Friday night and increase the numbers. And then the other thing, too, is is being a head coach. You don't just want to have a good relationship with kids in your school, but you want to go to the Mercer Island youth football games. You want to support those guys and, and help those guys out and help those coaches out so that when these kids get here, they're ready to go. So uh, I think it's lost a little bit of tradition. You know, Coach Nickel, when he was here, they had something special, and then it just kind of died down. I, I'm not too in tune with, with Mercer Island football, you know, like I said, because I'm not from here. But I do know that, you know, me being a younger coach and our staff being a little bit on the younger side, our kids can relate to us more, more energetic, we're more, I'd say, loose. We play music at practice. We try to make it fun. But we're all football guys. We I have former pros that played, you know, for the Seattle Seahawks. I have I've pros that played in, in Canada. I have a lot of former Division One guys on my staff, and they're really good at development. I think development is, is how we turn the corner. I mean, it's not like Mercer Island's getting a bunch of transfers. You get what's on the island, and you have to build that up. And, and we have a bunch of athletes on the island. It's all here. We just have to fine-tune it. And, and football is a, a physical game. And so we're trying to make, you know, mentally and physically tough kids. You know, I think it, it'll all come together. Yeah, I'm excited to see where Mercer Island football goes. Obviously, I'm a senior. So I won't be able to see that in the next few years, but I'll be keeping track. Yeah. Thank you, Coach Mins, for taking the time to do this interview. And that is it for me, Ajay, on 88.9 The Bridge.